We're down to about 10 lines out of the page at the two dots. In other words, when a person, a defendant is uh, is prosecuted in the Jewish court and uh, to determine, but let's say he's a murderer, so you have to determine, did he use a proper, uh, you know, what was the, was the, um, uh, the item that was used to kill him, right? The weapon, was that considered, was that, was that killable or not? In other words, if a person, let's say, says, well, I threw an empty plastic bag at him and I killed him. Obviously, that wouldn't, you know, or not that he testified by himself. If witnesses said that, that wouldn't be enough for murder. He must have died of a heart attack. You can't say, uh, I, blew in his, I blew in his face and he died, so I killed him. No, it has to be, there has to be an assessment made to determine if he was killed based on did the, the, the murderer kill him. The Pesach says, Evan Yad Asher It's got to be like with a stone that's possible, some sort of a weapon, a gun or whatever, a knife that could be capable of being killing. That's when it comes to murder. What about when it comes to damages? When it comes to damages, do we also say, let's check out the weapon and see, could this have done the damage or not? Or do we say, no, no matter what, it, it's very possible that damage can be done even if it can't be properly assessed. Uh, we don't check it to see if this uh, weapon could have done the damage or not, because uh, any little thing could be damaged. Any amount, anything could be damaged. So that's the question. Do you need an assessment when it comes to damages? Oh, ain't no Melazaka, no. Do we not make an assessment? As long as the witnesses say, this guy did this to this guy and did damage, we accept that. When it comes to murder, we discern, well, can the person have been killed with this weapon or not? If it's not a murder weapon, you can't say, I killed him with a piece of paper. You know, that's not a murder weapon. There you need an assessment. When it comes to damages, anything could be, you don't need an assessment. He did a damage, anything could have been, you know, even a small thing could have gone damages. We don't make an assessment. Is there no difference between murder and damages? Tashma. Bring with me a bore, she's broken. It's just like a bore. In order to kiss, the post says if, if you keep the chishbor, the nafal shama shor o chamor. And he and a shor chamar fell in there. An animal fell in there and was killed. The shor bore has to be deep enough to kill him. Asarat fachim, which is a standard bore. If it was less than ten fachim and the animal fell in there and died, we don't assume that it was the bore that killed him. It's got to be enough to kill him. Asarat fachim. Let's say it was less than ten fachim deep. Because the bore didn't kill him. The animal may have had a heart attack or whatever. But if he was damaged by the fall, even if it was less than ten fachim, rechayev. My loving Matalamalkosh, it doesn't mean this. When he says if it's less than 10 fachim, even if it's one tefach, if he fell in there, <coughs> an animal fell into a board that was one tefach deep, measured very little, it was almost like just a little tripping, you know, not very like a step, a small step. He fell in there, was only a tefach, uh, for Nazikan. That would indicate, that would indicate that, that, um, uh, that even, I call to even any amount. You don't have to have an assessment. Could have animal been damaged by such a small fall of a little step like a tefach? Mashma that you don't need it. That's what he said. From one to ten fachim deep, up until ten fachim. Misa, like there's no misa, but nezakinika. But there is damages. Alma, nezakin koldu. Any amount. You could have damaged by tripping on a little step. That could have done damage. You can't say, is that enough to have done damage? You know, you have a step outside. A guy trips on the step. Is that enough to do damage? Anything could have come to damage. When it comes to murder, no. But when it comes to damage, any amount. So you see that you don't need an assessment when it comes to damage. He's going not from one to ten, but rather he's going down from ten. What does that mean? If it's ten, that would cause death of an animal. 
right? We said, remember, doesn't apply to a person. A person should see check where he's going. But I saw for, for an animal it fell down there, 10 would, 10 deep would cause that. Because if it's less than to a vacham purta, if it's less, if it's only nine and a half or 9.9 vacham, there is no, that, that wouldn't cause that, but it was cause damage. It has to have, it's got to be some some depth to it. If it was only a tefach deep, maybe, uh, that, that, that anything would cause, you don't need any, there's no assessment there. You can't assess that. That's like anything could cause damage. You need enough to do damage. In other words, could be that even when it comes to damages, there must be an assessment. Was this uh, obstacle or weapon, whatever it was, is that enough to cause the damage or not? You need you need an assessment. But if it's a tiny thing, maybe like where one tefak, which wouldn't cause a, a damage, maybe you wouldn't be high up on that. So Tashmar, again, another put, let's say you hit him on his eye, you saw and blind him. Or Alasna, or you hit him on his ear and you and you deafened him. Uh, and ever goes out free. Right? So I say shame with his eye, and even even the ear is also Rashi Evarim, not shame by and that says in the Pasik, but we learn out the other 24 Evarim also. But let's say he just hit him near his eye, like opposite his eye on a wall, and he can't see now, or connected also near his ear, he can't hear. He doesn't go out free. My time love should be in room because you must be because you need an assessment. And if you didn't hit him directly on the eye, you hit him near his eye. Maybe you hit him on a, you knocked him against a wall near his eye or something of that sort. That's not enough to do damage because you need an assessment. And the assessment here says that's not enough to do damage. It shows that you need an assessment even for damage as well. Because we say over there, he frightened himself. In other words, the reason we say if you hit him on his eye, okay, you cause direct damage. If you hit him near his eye, you banged the wall right near his eye. You took a hammer and blew it right near his eye, right near his ear. He he himself caused it uh, by being frightened. It caused him to have the hearing or the uh, or the vision loss. Kedatanya Mavis is chavero. If you scare somebody, let's say you just you know, say boo, you scare so you scare the heck out of him, right? You only put on him because he didn't cause any direct damage. But you're still a bad boy. You have, you should make amends with him. Okay, so what's an example? Talk about, let's say you blew into his ear, and you deafened him. You're potter. You just blew, you didn't touch him directly. Also, but if you grabbed him and you held him, the talk about, and you blew, why? Because in one case, you say you scared him, it caused his own damage. By being frightened, you caused his damage. He didn't, he didn't have to be frightened. And if somebody comes over to me and taps me on my back, I get scared. I don't know what's, what's going on. You know, like you get nervous, right? People have different measures of um of 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 sensitive sensitivity yeah right <laughs> it's some you're at least you're it's a contributing factor and as you said like you're hiding in shmaim you still were a bad boy you 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 caused him some damage but he he did part 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 of it was his own sensitivity so that's what we're saying over here too so not because you don't need not because you need an umdana you say if you hit him on his eye then you have to pay if you didn't hit him on his eye directly, you don't have to pay. Mashba, that you make an assessment. Did you did you do the damage or not? No, not because of that. Simply because when you didn't hit him directly, uh, his his own his own uh, sense sensitivity contributed to the damage. And therefore, not odam. So again, we can prove it. The five things that you have to pay for damages when a person damages another person. Remember, not an animal. Animal only pays nezik, but the person pays five things. Nezik sari peshevus and boshes. Chamishu they are assessed, but no small and give it to him everything. In other words, you pay him for everything, including the doctor's bills, the hospital bills, and the time off from work until he gets healthy. Meaning, 
The other things you say, Nezek, Tsar, and Boshas, so you can say, what is that worth right away? Okay, that's the, that's the good, you cause him to be devalued to the tune of $100,000, you give him the money right away. The repo and the Shevas takes time, right? It takes time to get healed, it takes time to be off from work, so you have to give him enough to last until he gets umdu. Some don't have the gears, but we could say it. Umdu. Let's say they assessed him that all these damages were worth, let's say, $10,000. But then he, after the $10,000 was used up on the doctors and the loss of time from work, he continued to deteriorate. Well, you only give him as much as the assessment was made. They had a professional assessment, uh, doctors or whatever, and that's it. If he himself continued to get worse afterwards, it's probably his own problem. Umdu Bahidri. Let's say they assessed him that they're going to give him, let's say, 10 weeks of uh, pay and 10 weeks in the hospital. Behavior, and he got better before that. He, he, he improved before that. He recovered. No slow commotion, but you still give him everything. Why? We'll see. You see, we'll see why the Muslim explained him. Because, you know, Mena Shemaim, he got, a, he got a gift and he got better. But he was entitled to that full amount. Right? So you see over here that you do make an assessment because you assess how long he's going to be sick, how long you have to pay him for uh, time off from work and for damages. So Gamar says, that's not a proof. Lamed Gavra, to figure out, to assess the person, how long he will be laid, laid up, that he, how long he won't be able to work and how long he'll be needed in the hospital. How much he will be laid up, how much he will be in bed because of this, uh, because of this wound. Or how much he won't be but then it's when he will be healthy, welcome we divide him in. Certainly we assess the person to see how much money he needs, how much time off he needs from work, his bills, etc. That for sure you figure it out. Keep him born. The question is to, to assess the weapon. Uh, the, the weapon could be a fist, it could be a knife, it could be a bow and arrow, it could be whatever it is, a stone. Uh, so we know, but that's what we question. The question is, does that need an assessment or not? Or do you say, listen, damage done can be any amount. You can't figure out how that could be. Even a small thing could be an assessment. Even any amount doesn't have to be assessed. It doesn't have to be assessed. That's our question. Tashma. Shimonit Mariam Shimon said we had this yesterday. My Griff just like the fist is right, Michael, unique. That's a good word. Miyuchar, it's it's unique. Shemasulaid that it's given over to the assembly, meaning to the court and to the witnesses, they could check it out. Remember, he said that you have to give it to the court too. Rabbi Kiva said, what do you mean? Everything is going to come to the court. It might be whatever the damage was done, some building far away or the building's not here anymore. It's got to be just the, the Adam could check it out. But anyway, just like the just like the uh, fist can be brought to court, right? You bring the um, the Mazik to court and you check out his fist. Uh, anything which is unique, it's got to be something which is unique and that's, that, that they can be checked out. So obviously you see, you have to be able to check out the weapon. So the answer to the question was yes, a weapon needs assessment as well as the person's person, person as well as the person who was damaged. So he said over here that if he if they assessed him that he was going to be let's say laid up for ten weeks and then he got healthy before uh, it's his gain. He's paid for the full ten weeks of uh, uh, hospital bills, etc., and time off from work. And if he got better, that's uh, so be it. He gets the gain. Those local mushrooms, they still give him everything that he was assessed. Let's say. He was assessed that he would be out of work for a day. He was sick or whatever, something happened to him, he was assessed for a day. This And he improved, he recovered after half a day, and he showed up for work after lunch. Of course, they have lunch first, right? Then he showed up for work after lunch and worked the second half of the day. And he does his work. They still give him for the whole day. Why? Heaven had mercy on him and said, you know what? You know, you're a good boy. Even though you're paid for the whole day, you still... Uh, 
you still, uh, you know, uh, you still get, you, 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 even though you're, you're working half a day, you still get paid for the whole day because the wound that you, that you, um, you the wound that you had absorbed really was worthy of a whole day being off from work and doctor's bills, et cetera, all that stuff. So uh, this guy knew how to work the system, right? Rucka, the Mishnah said, let's say you spit. You. So the Mishnah said, how much do you pay for embarrassing somebody by spitting? So it says, Rucka, the Rucka, and the spit reached the person <coughs> you paid 400 zuz. That's a big amount that you pay for the for the shame. The year broke. The Amar This we say that if the uh, the spit reached him, right? Avobigdolo, uh, but not. That's only if it hit him on his face and it's hit it on his person, uh, but on his clothing, not. Why is it any worse than embarrassing him by words? Embarrassing somebody by statement. You know, we know that. Uh, Embarrass somebody is worthy of death, you know, that's like killing him. I'm Rabbi Shmeid, Rabbi Yosem Rabbin, Zosimaris, you don't pay for that. Maybe, maybe it's like, not really, because you don't kill somebody, court doesn't kill somebody for embarrassing. A brother Shalom will take him. Embarrassing somebody is a terrible sin, but you're not paid for that. So he says that, uh, so therefore the Mishnah says that if you, uh, if you spit at him, uh, you have to pay this amount. So uh, obviously, Marissa, that's only if you hit him on his person, not on his clothing. Clothing, it's embarrassing, but you don't pay for that. It's no worse than, uh, no different than embarrassing him with words. So the Mishnah said, you know, you pay, you know, uh, uh, 100 for this, a seller for this, uh, 100 for this, 400 for that. And then the Mishnah said, it all depends according to his honor. Now, what does that mean? When he says that, is he going, being lenient? Or is he being machmer? Lakula kamar. Did he mean lakula the ikani the loboy the mishkol kolat? Maybe he's saying, listen, depends on the honor. The four hundred dollars that we're talking about is only a chush of a person, a person of importance, right? An honored person, but not a poor person. Maybe he would get less, and therefore meaning the amounts listed in the mission on an aleph are maybe the maximum amounts that you give the most honored person. Those are the amounts you give him a hundred or four hundred, whatever it was. But a per a person, a person of a lower uh, status, maybe give him less. Or maybe the boy or maybe he was giving minimal amounts that you pay 400 for a lowly person, but a Hashem person, you pay even more. Wealthy person who is honored, maybe even more. So Tashma, so you can prove it from Rabakiva. Rabakiva disagreed with the Tanakhama. Even a poor person among the Jews, if they are free persons who lost their money. In other words, we're all Malachim and we're Hashem. And, and he says, and what did Rabbi Kiva say? You pay the 400. Remember, he brought down the story. Uh, and, and it was a story that the guy, you know, guy uncovered a woman's hair. And then um, Rabbi Kiva said, pay, pay him the 400. And he says, give me a little time. You know, and then he went and he showed that the woman had no self-respect herself. She took off her head covering to, to, to save, to get a little oil in the street. And that was the story there. And still, with the, it was only 400. So what do you see? Rabbi Kiva was the one who said, even when Yisrael gets the 400, we see over here, that the Tanakama was saying, uh, being Mako, meaning he was saying that uh, that that those are maximum amounts. That Tanakama was saying the maximum amounts is 400. But uh, Lakula, if it was a poor person, he'd get even less. It comes along Rabbi Kiva say, no, even a poor person gets the 400. So you see from Rabbi Kiva's words, and the story with the woman shows you that the Tanakama was being makel, and it was the amounts that the Tanakama gave were maximum amounts, but poor people would get even less. Again, it's a difficult thing to say, 
you know, even though we don't possibly keep in this case, it's difficult to say that, you know, poor people are less honored than wealthy people, than Hashem people, Rabbanim, whatever, you know, isn't, shouldn't, shouldn't we all be, we're living in an equal society, right? Where everything's Equity. supposed to be equal. Huh? Equity. Equity, right. Everything should be equal. But you still, you see that there are different amounts and different measures. You know, when it comes to libel and things of those sorts in courts, they do determine based on, on the person, you know. Trump's got to pay 83 million, but not else, you know, depends on the guy, depends on the on the status, etc. Both on the damager and the one who has been uh, wounded. My special parvisha, that story with him. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm spitting on someone. What about the Nezah if he spits he only the only ruins is closed. Closed needs to be Okay, so then, it, it, right, then he'd have to pay death straight damages. That's right. Here, we're talking about, we're talking about paying for shame, for embarrassment. We're not talking about damage. If you damage somebody, anything, you damage somebody's clothing, you have to pay. So what was the story? The story was that um, a man had taken off a woman's head covering. Rukiva said, pay her the 400, right? Even an Oni should be so Even though she was a poor person, pay her the 400. And as Rukiva's being... He's been being machmer. He's saying, again, we've determined that the Tanakhama said 400 is the maximum for wealthy people. But even a, but a, 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 he says, no, even a poor person is deserving of the 400. Right. So the guy says, okay, give me, can you give me some time to pay? Give me some time. So he took a, waited a few days and he was able to demonstrate that the woman had no self-respect. And he came back and he told Bakiva, look, this woman has no self-respect. Why should I pay her? So the question is, do you give him time? If a Bakiva Paskin, you have to pay for me a bit man, do you give them time to pay? Or Machine no since man when it comes to damage, you don't pay, you don't give them time. Well, there's time to pay. Can you well you have a payment plan over here, an installment plan? You know, you do the damage, you gotta pay right now. When there's a loss of money. For example, you damage somebody, they've got to go to the hospital and pay the doctor, etc. And they are off from work and they lost the thing, they've lost money. But if we're only talking about the embarrassment, where she didn't have any monetary loss, you give him some time. Okay. And then what happened? He saw her standing by the door, by her door. And what happened? And she, uh, you know, and she took off, and he spilled some little oil in the street and showed that she took off her head covering <laughs> just to put some oil on her head and showed that she was a lowly person. He came and claimed to her Bakiba. Right? What did Bakiba say? Bakiba says, ah, you, have, you have no claim at all. Lomata Klum. Why? Because even though you can damage yourself, but you're not the if you, if you damage yourself a even though you're not supposed to damage yourself, but you're potter, you don't have to pay anything. You know, you don't you don't inflict any punishment if you damage it. You're not supposed to, but if somebody else to damage you, they have to pay. If you cut down your own tree, you're not supposed to, but if somebody else does it, but if you cut it down, you don't pay anything. But if somebody else does, you have to pay. So Gemar now says, You've, you dove in, you dove into deep water, but all you picked up was a shard, meaning, all right, you went to this whole rig, rigmarole to prove that she had no self-respect, but you didn't get anything. Why? You didn't get anything. Why? Because she's entitled to her to injure herself, but you're not entitled to injure her. But what do you see over here that a person is entitled to, to hurt himself? That's the issue over here. In our Mishnah, the words were, what did Rabbi Kiva say? Even though you're not supposed to, you're not allowed to damage yourself. You know, the Pusik says you're not allowed to hurt, to hurt somebody. You can't draw blood. You can't hurt somebody. Okay. Does that apply to yourself also? You're not allowed to damage yourself. The Mishnah said, Rabbi Kiva said, even though you're not allowed to damage yourself, but if you damage yourself, you're a putter. Nobody's who you're supposed to pay. You don't, you're, you're, you're not, we, we don't give you a fine or anything like that. But if other people damage you, you they have to pay. So the same thing over here. Even though she can embarrass herself, even though she shouldn't, but if she does... 
you know, that's her business. You can't be responsible. If you damage her, if you shame her, you have to pay. But over here, the Bryce, the other Bryce says the story is brought down differently. That Rabbi Kiva said, a person is allowed to damage yourself. So that's the question over here. Is a person allowed to damage yourself or not? Our mission said you can't. But even though it's also to do, if you did it, you don't have to pay. And here, Rabbi Kiva said, you're allowed to damage yourself. What was it? What, what was what was the dialogue? Whatever he keeps Kama No. When it comes to damaging, physical damaging, hurting yourself, cutting yourself, whatever, that you're also to do. But for embarrassing yourself, that you're allowed to do. But you're allowed to, you could do it to yourself, and nobody else can do do. Iva Masnisan Baboshisu. But our mission's talking about boshes. We're not talking about damage, we're talking about only shame. The chobo that we're talking about in our mission is shame. We're not talking about physical damage. Right, and it says your So, so how could the Bryce over there say that you're allowed to embarrass yourself? This is what he means to say. Love me, love me, boy, Boshes. Not there's no question about shame. You can shame yourself. That was what Rabbi said in the second Bryce. She could shame herself, but you can't shame her. When the Mishnah said eight on him, it doesn't mean Boshes where you're allowed to. Love me, boy, love me, boy, Boshes. Even physical damage. Uh, you can't do it. Okay, so now we're saying that everybody agrees you can't, uh, you can't, um, both Bryce's agree you can't damage yourself. Question is, you're allowed to shame yourself. So the second Bryce says you're allowed to shame yourself. And our mission, it said, you're not allowed to, saying that even though you could shame yourself, you're allowed to, but you can't damage yourself, even though it's usher, but you're not high of anything. And if somebody else does damage to you, they're high of. I, but is that really true? You're not allowed to damage yourself if you want to. But Tanya, we learned, let's say you make you swear that you're going to harm yourself. Let's say you swear you're going to blow hard and you didn't do it. Yay, potter, maybe you're potter, because damaging yourself is not right anyway. So you swear to harm or to do good. Just like you're allowed to do <coughs> something good, you're allowed to do something bad too. So therefore I'm bringing, if you swear that you're going to harm yourself, that you're chayim, right? You're chayim. So what do you say? You're allowed to damage yourself. How do you say you're not allowed to damage yourself? See over here, you could swear that you're, if you swear to harm yourself and you don't do it, you're chayim because you're allowed to. Talking about damaging yourself, but you're going to sit in the fasting. You can't fast all the time. You're going to sit and fast all the time. That's damaging yourself. So the So what do you mean? That means that you swear that you're allowed to that you're going to be in a fast that you're going to harm yourself. That you're allowed to fast that way. You're allowed to harm yourself. What about damaging somebody else? The that you're not allowed to, because the Marvel says that you're allowed to do what you're allowed to do to yourself. You can't do to others. If I swear I'm going to hurt myself and I don't hurt myself, meaning I swear I'm going to fast, I'm not going to fast, and I don't fast, <coughs> I'm chayiv. Does that mean also if I swear I'm going to make somebody else fast, I'm also chayiv if I don't cause them to do it? How can you say we about fasting? Can I force somebody else to fast? And you know, I could. Demonically, I lock them up in a room. I tie them into a room <coughs> and I could force them to fast that way. I but Tanya, so maybe we're talking about fasting, we're not talking about physical damage, meaning we say you're not allowed to damage yourself. I you see you could damage yourself. Maybe that's only comes to fasting. I but Tanya, we learn. In other words, you are not allowed, you're allowed to damage yourself, but you can't damage somebody else. We're talking about fasting. I but Tanya and what is damaging somebody else? Akaploni, I'm gonna smite him, I'm gonna, I'm gonna strike him. 
I'll split his brain open, I'll split his head open. So you see over here, we're talking about physical damage that you can't do to somebody else, not what you could do to yourself. If you could do this, we're not talking about fasting. Some say you're not allowed to damage yourself, which is not Some say you're allowed to. When it says, I swear I'm going to harm myself and I don't, I'm chayiv. Talking about, like the sheet that says, you're allowed to harm yourself physically. Who's the one who says you're not allowed to physically harm yourself? Shem said in right? I will seek your, I will seek your blood. I was from your souls. I will seek you. Meaning, if you kill some, if you kill, if you murder or even suicide. From your soul, I will seek your blood, right? So maybe over there, we're saying over there that if you damage even yourself, committing suicide, Hashem is going to hold you responsible. So you see, you're not allowed to damage yourself. It's different when you're killing, when it comes to murder or suicide. Maybe there we're talking about uh, that um, you're not allowed to. Uh, but how do we know about damage? How do we know you're allowed to damage yourself? You're allowed to... Um, you're allowed to tear your garments on a mace. It's not simply the creed that we do with mitzvah, but you're allowed to you know, cut, uh, tear your garments, rent your garments uh, in mourning. It's not considered a goyish even the goyim did that. If you do too much, that's already, you get malchus for destruction, because that's, that's un, unnecessary uh, destruction. If you get malchus for destroying clothing, certainly uh, for damaging yourself, for damaging yourself, if you cut yourself or something in mourning, you'd be chayef. You, uh, you'd be chayef. So maybe it's that shita, this shita. And as we're trying to say, or Belazar was talking about suicide. That's that's drawing blood. You know, killing. You're killing yourself. What about damages? It says Rebbe says, I heard that if you uh, tear your garments too much in mourning, you get malchus. Certainly goof. So Vidilma gum shining. Maybe it's different with clothing. Why? The pseudo lahara. It's something that can't be uh, reversed. If you if you tear your garment. They can't be reversed. He said he called he called his clothing mechadusa the my honorers the ones who honor me person's clothes honor him. Uh, so clothing is different. You tear your clothes that's baltashkas. Rav Chista when Rav Chista was walking among thorns and thistles, my he would lift up his clothes so they shouldn't be torn by the thorn by the thorns. my feet. Will heal, right? My feet can heal if they get if I get scratched, but the clothing won't heal. So maybe it's different when it comes to clothing. When it comes to clothing, where you're just you're destroying things. You, you tear your clothing, you're destroying it. It can't be reversed. So maybe there you get malchus, but maybe for wounds, maybe uh, not. So maybe that's not a problem. Maybe you could. So how do we know who is the shita? Who is the author of this idea that you're not allowed to damage yourself physically? He was called the Rebbe, like he was a chashbul uh, rabbi. When it comes to Nazir, and the Nazir brings his carbonus, etc., after he finishes, it says, he will atone for the one who sinned on his soul. Who, whose soul did he sin for? He, he uh, uh, troubled himself, right? He pained himself. He suffered from not drinking wine. They didn't have Diet Coke in those days. All they had was wine. So if you didn't drink wine, you didn't have much to drink. The water was dirty, right? So he's in Mitzvahim. This guy only uh, only prevented himself, he, and he suffered from not drinking wine. Nick is considered a sinner. 
if you don't eat anything. Rashi says, you're talking about Mikodava, you're talking about if you stay in fasting all the time, certainly that's wounding, and certainly then physical damage. In other words, fasting constantly is physical damage. Even though we say fasting on occasion is okay, the shame Shemayim, but basically if you fast all the time, that's uh, can harm in your body. And therefore, hmm, they used to, it was very common for, uh, I think my grandfather fasted on Monday and Thursdays, that's the shame Shemayim. He's not doing it all the time. But he's doing it all the time, maybe uh, fasting too much <coughs> is considered wounding the body. So we have this machlokis. Are you allowed to cause yourself physical pain or not? You certainly can't cause pain to others. Are you allowed? Some say you're allowed to harm yourself, maybe just with fasting, etc. And some say you can't. And then we go with this shita that uh, Reb Lazar Kapra famously said that the Nazar, why does he need a kapara? Because Hashem said, enjoy the wine. I gave you wine and you uh, held yourself back. So you mitzar yourself. That's, that's, a, that's considered a sinner. Hashem gave you this to enjoy, and you sin by not taking advantage of it. So Mitzvah Koldover certainly is considered a sinner. Let's say you cut down your own trees. You're not allowed to. So it's also, but if you did, you're part of it. If somebody else cut down your trees, I have to pay. A man says, Reuben says to Shimon, you killed my shore. You cut down my my uh, plants, my uh, trees. Um, the guy answered him. Shimon said, you told me to kill him. You told me to cut it down. What do you want from me? You told me to do it. I was doing you a favor. Putter. <coughs> Shimon is putter. You're not leaving anybody alive. You believe the other guy? The guy says, hey, you killed my show. He says, you told me to do it. And the, Shimon gets off by saying, you told me to do it? How could that be? He could always, he's believed just because he says, you told me to do it. That gets him off the hook. Should I, <coughs> should I erase that price up? Rabbi Hanna learned this brisa with this story. He says, you killed my shore, or you knocked down my tree. He says, you told me to do it. He gets off the hook. He says, that doesn't make any sense. Should I, should I erase that brisa? low. I'll explain that brisa does work in which case. A shore who was sentenced to death, who was supposed to be killed anyway. Or Elon or a tree that was either bothering the public had to be cut down, or it was a tree that used on a shaver tree that had to be cut down. We're talking about things like that. Where the owner had to kill the shore, or or had to have the shore killed, or the tree was supposed to be removed anyway. So what's the claim? What's Reuben claiming? You killed, you killed my shore, you cut down my tree. It has to be done anyway. I wanted to do the mitzvah. The time they were shuffled the kisa, right? That um, when it comes to the avoda, uh, or you, you spilled the blood and the you covered up the blood, the one who pulled it out should cover it up. It was the person who person shechted the animal. The other person did kisi adam. Made him pay because he you took away my mitzvah. I was supposed to do the mitzvah and you took it away from me. So that's what his complaint was. His claim was that um, you know I was supposed to do, cut down the tree or kill the animal and you took it away from me. So in that case, when the guy says, yeah, but you told me to do it, we believe him. Why do we believe him? Because not such a big deal. It's possible that he did say to the other guy, you know, my animal has to be killed or, you know, take him to the court to kill him or my tree should be cut down. Maybe he did tell him to do it because since it was it was set to be killed or, or knocked down anyway. So maybe he told him, yeah, you do it for me. And he forgot and he told him about it. So we believe the guy who did it. But in a regular case, if I have a shore and you and I and I say you killed my shore, I evade him. The guy says you told me to do it. We don't believe in some in a case like that without proof. Amarab, Dikla, the ton cover, talking about trees that should or should not be cut down. If you have a palm tree that can even, that bears even, let's say, a cob, uh, of uh, that's a measure of fruits, also means that you can't cut it down because it's a fruit-bearing tree. You're not allowed to cut down fruit-bearing trees. Mace faith, how much should an olive tree, 
uh, whole, another Tamish going to produce, well, you shouldn't cut it down. Rova, only a quarter of a cup, much less. So is it a cup or a Rova cup? So Chinese ace, olives are different. Olives are worth more. You make olive oil from them. So if the olive tree, if it, if it bears or it can, it can uh, you know, can bear even a quarter of a cob, that's enough to keep it from being cut down. But a palm tree, uh, if it has less than a cob, you can cut it down. It's a question what his name is actually called, but he said that his own son died because he cut down a fig tree before its time while it was still producing. But let's say the tree, let's say the wood was worth more. The wood sometimes is worth more than the fruits. You can use the wood for construction. If it was Pasik talks about when you come to lay siege to a city, you shouldn't cut down the fruit trees. But it says that you know it's a fruit tree. If it's not a fruit tree, that's a wild tree, a tree that doesn't grow fruits. So that you're allowed to cut down. So there's a push of the Pasik is only a tree that doesn't bear fruit, you're allowed to cut down. Otherwise, you can't cut it down. But he's darshing rock aids. Even a fruit-bearing tree, and then he says, even a non-fruit If you're going to say you can cut down any tree, because we're saying, let's say, like Rashi explains, even an eitzmachel, that if there's no other tree around there and you need to cut it down, you can cut it down. You're allowed to cut it down if you need to cut it down. For laying siege, etc. What's the point of saying a non-fruit bearing tree you can cut down? You can cut down any tree if you need to. In other words, if there's more than one tree, if there's one wild tree and there's one fruit bearing tree, cut down the wild tree and not the fruit bearing tree. I might think. So this is what this is the point that we're saying that um, Ravina said if it's a if the wood is worth more than the fruits, even if it's worth more money. The, 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 you need the the the, um, the wood is worth more money. Also, there you say that uh, you should give uh, preference to cutting down the wild the wild tree rather than, rather than the fruit bearing tree. Even though the fruit bearing tree's wood is worth more, Tamaloma rock. No, we exclude it. This is we say you do the wild tree first. That's only if it doesn't have uh, that. It doesn't if the wood is not worth the wood of the fruit bearing tree is not worth more. But if the fruit bearing tree is worth a lot and that's worth, then you can cut that down. Shmuel Isile Arise Tamri. Shmuel, his uh, sharecropper, brought him some dates. Oh, he tasted the dates. Tasted some wine. The dates had a, t- a taste of wine. Why does it have a taste of wine? Because this, um, this uh, date tree, right, he brought, him some, he brought him some dates. He says, this date tree, this palm tree, is among the vines, among the, 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 the vines, the grape vines, and therefore it got the taste of the wine. If it's ruining, in other words, if the if the, if the two things are near each other and that's ruining the uh, the the uh, wine or the you know the, the grapevines, which will ruin the wine, uh, that's no good. Next day, you know, he says, you know, bring me the roots of this palm tree. In other words, I want you to cut it down. Why? Because even though you're not allowed to cut down trees, but if you're causing more damage by being there because it's ruining the the vines. And you're allowed to. Similarly, Rabchis the Chaza Talibegit, he saw a palm tree among the vines. Amalei he told his sharecropper, "Akrinu uprooted gufni kani dikli." With vines, I can buy plenty of palm trees. Dikli the kani gufni, but uh, palm trees are worth much less. They can't buy vines, and therefore you see that even though you're not allowed to cut a, tr- a fruit-bearing tree down under certain circumstances, when you're laying seeds, you're allowed to. Or uh, if it's a, if the tree is worth more money 
the wood is worth more money than the fruits, then you're allowed to. All right, we'll pick it up from the Mishnah tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem, on Daf Sadiq Beis. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you.